stress is the manifestation. If you feel stressed, it's because you're thinking toxic thoughts. That's all there is to it. The normal, this is another little note, the normal state of human beings is peace, joy, and happiness. And you know what else these studies showed about your DNA? When a person started thinking right, got rid of negative, bitter, angry, fearful thoughts, the Bible, not the Bible, the study said, (laughs) it should have been in the Bible, but the study said that the DNA went back to its normal healthy state. That you could actually, a person, people like you, you can actually, whatever was caused, whatever was set in motion, whether it was cancer, high blood pressure, whatever was set in motion by those negative thoughts, you start thinking right and your body will begin to respond right. You, the Bible said that you, not the Bible, the study said that you had the power to determine how to renew this thing. You can turn it around. That's why the Bible didn't say God would renew your mind. He said you renew your mind because that's got to be a decision that you make. Are you with me? So fear, listen, fear, depression, perversion, resentment, they're all the result of contamination and pollution. It's not you. It's something that was added on to you, and you've got to identify it and get rid of it. Philippians 4, 6. This is the Passion Translation. Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says this. Listen. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. That was one of the testimonies here today. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. Offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts, listen, continually fixed on all that is authentic, real, honorable, admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure, holy, merciful, and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. So here the Bible says, the counsel, he said, if you're worrying, you're not praying. And if you're praying, you're not worrying. That you can't be doing both. Because faith will always replace fear. Faith will always displace fear. Fear will always displace faith. Are you with me? There are two great mental formats in life. One is fear. The other is faith. And they replace each other. They cannot coexist. You can't be in fear and in faith because it is a format. It is the way that your, your computer sees the world. Either you're afraid and everything represents a threat or you're in faith and everything represents an opportunity. So when you're contaminated with fear or worry, I mean, that's, that's like one of those words that kind of makes it sound better. I'm not scared. I'm just worried. <laughs> Please. It's the same thing. <laughs> I'm not scared that my kids are going to get an accident. I'm just worried. No, you're scared. You just gave it another word to make it sound like more spiritual. I'm just worried about my job. I'm just worried about my kids. I'm just worried about... Okay, 
This is a format. And once you switch over, everything comes through this format. Your brain, your body begins to work in the fear format, which in essence is a perversion of faith. It is believing something is negative that's going to happen before it happens. It's using your capacity to go into faith, but it's a perverted version of it because you're seeing bad things coming. And because you see bad things coming, the Bible teaches that faith attracts whatever you're focusing on. Faith attracts it to you. So when you are afraid and you use your faith to call those things that are not as though they are, and you just believe your husband's going to leave you, and you keep believing. There was a lady uh, way back, I was thinking about the, the days of uh, Retta Tahani at the church, and there was a lady who came to me at counseling a lot of times, and she'd always come with the same thing. She said, Pastor Bray, I was like, what? I said, it after, I said what after a few times? Because it sounded like I was aggravated. I'd say, what is it? And she said, I just feel like, you don't like me. I was like, I do like you. I really come here and give me a hug. I do like you. And then about the fourth, fifth time she came up for prayer, I just feel like you don't like me. You know what? It actually started coming to pass. <laughs> I started to think, you know what? Your faith is working on me. I really don't like you anymore. I like you, but you use your faith and completely change the way I felt. <laughs> Now listen, because this is because I want you to get this because I think Christians and people and especially women deal with worry and stress and anxiety and fear more than anything else. So you have the chance today to change. I'm not just talking. This is a moment that you can leave here. This is not complicated, but you can leave here and never have that worn out, stressed out, worried, anxious feeling again. God said never have that feeling. You're either going to have it all the time or you're never going to have it. How about being the person who never has it? How about being the person like, I never worry, I'm not concerned, I'm not afraid, I'm not wired that way. Right? God wants you to wire up with faith. Now listen, there is no neutral or passive format. There's either fear or faith. See, when people say, you know what, I ain't going to read the Bible today. I ain't going to church today. I ain't going to listen to I'm going to listen to sports today. I think, I'm gonna, you see, you start using like other things to kind of make you feel better. And I'm not against those things. But you begin to put in the place of this dynamic relationship with God that Retta was thinking about. Instead of having that, you start putting other things in that place. And what happens? You think, well, I'm not really in fear, I'm just neutral. But then a circumstance shows up, and you found out you were in fear all along. When you choose a neutral format, life is going to have you slowly or quickly drift right into the format of fear. There is no neutral. There is no neutral format. You're either formatted with faith or you're formatted with fear. And if you think, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to goof off this week. I ain't going to read. I ain't going to pray. I'm just going to goof off and listen to some good old country music. And, you know, I would make a comment about country music, but I'm not. I know some of you love it, and I want you to love me. So I'm going to leave that alone for a second. But, you know, I'm going to turn on some good old, you know, good old, I'm, not, I'm not against any of those things. I'm not trying to preach against those things. I'm saying when you choose to go on neutral, the price is going to be you're going to slip right back into the format of fear. Now, listen, I want you to understand. I mean, I'll tell you what. Let me give you 
Let me give you three truths that bring freedom from fear before we go today. Number one, because this is going to tie right into what I said. The, the, the natural, healthy, mental state of man is dynamic faith. See, some people say, you know, we're just so fallen. If you, if you go on neutral, you'll just go all back to the world like it used to be. And, and that's, a, that's a wrong thinking. You think that the world is stronger than the presence of God, and it's not. Your natural state is to be on fire for God. You need to get rewired on that. I'm constantly trying to be on fire. I'm constantly trying to. Think of it this way. I'm, when, I'm, when I'm me, I'm on fire. When I'm me, I'm in faith. That's the real me. The other is the person. That, that's what the, the drawing is. That's the weak part of me. But that is not my natural state. That might be our fallen state, but that is not our natural state. The natural, healthy, mental state that God gave us is dynamic faith. Pastor Bray, where do you get that from? The Bible says that Adam and Eve lived in the garden and in the cool of the day. That meant in the morning and the evening, in the cool of the day, the cool parts of the day, the beginning and the end of the day, God would walk with Adam. And he'd be like, hey, see, God made you to have these walks. If you're not having these walks, you're not formatting. If you're not going to walk with God, like the song says, once again, if you're not going to walk with God in the morning, if you're not going to walk with him in the evening, you're going to format with fear. You're going to back, be back formatted like the enemy wants you formatted. But God made you this way. It's not, it's like, you know, you need food and you need water. And if you're going to be like God made you, you're going to have to learn to take this walk. You're going to have to not make it something that you do sometimes and sometimes you don't do. Because if you want to be what, where God calls you to be, live free from all that stuff, you've got to enter into it. Let's look at 2 Timothy 1.7. You know this scripture. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. Look at somebody say, God didn't give me a spirit of fear. Well, then where'd you get it from? Because you didn't get it from God. I don't know why God's putting me through. God ain't putting you through that. You don't have to be afraid. I don't care if the house is burning down. You don't have to be afraid. I don't care if the plane is crashing. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be because God is not going to give you that. That's not, that doesn't come from God. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but what? A spirit of power. A spirit, this is what you hook up with God. Power, love, and self-discipline. Am I screaming too much? I'm excited about it. So let, me, let me read the New International Version of it. For the Spirit of God gave us, the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. That word sound mind means when you hook up with God, you get self-discipline. You start doing the right thing whether you feel like it or not. Fear is the atmosphere and format of the dark side. It attracts dark things to your life, including sickness. But here's a question. Is it possible to be a Christian and be tormented by fear? We'll read in a minute. The Bible says that fear has torment in 1 John. Fear actually does have a feeling, doesn't it? It's a torment. It's, it is an emotional response. Fear has this grip that we almost can't breathe. That's, I mean, when it's really on you, it feels exactly like stress. It has this 
torment. It's the word we get torture from. When you are afraid, you're living tortured. When you're afraid, when you're in the format of fear, there's always the potential to, to fall into a torturous way of thinking. Look what it says. Uh, I'm reading, I, I could, I tell you what, I'm going to skip down just to, I'm, I'm just going to tell you the story. Because the idea is, can a Christian, can someone who is walking with Jesus even closely come under a spirit of fear? Yes. Remember those disciples in the boat. Mark 4, 37, uh, he said, let's go across the lake. He knew a huge storm came up. And I love what, I don't love it, but it's so real what they said. They said, it says, it, Jesus was in the stern uh, on a pillow sleeping. And they roused him saying, now look, when you start getting critical of God, you know you got the wrong spirit. Is it nothing to you that we're going to drown? I mean, what an attitude. But, see, you can be around Jesus and you can still enter into this thing. They're saying, like, hey, look, they just declared it. We're going to drown. They see it. They believe it. They're confessing it. We're going to drown. Now, let me, hint, let me give you a hint. If Jesus is in the boat, you're not going down. Let me try that again. If Jesus is in the boat, you're not going down. If Jesus is in the boat, you're not going down. You're not going broke. You're not dying young. Your kids are not going to be scattered abroad. If Jesus is in the boat, you're not. Look at somebody and say, I'm not going down. They should have known it, but they didn't. Jesus is right there resting. Jesus said, no sweat, don't sweat the storm. They're like, I can't, I can't, I can't. See, some people think you have to be afraid, but you don't. I'm just so freaked out. I'm just so scared. You don't have to be. You don't have to be because you're seeing it wrong. You're missing the fact that Jesus is in the boat and you're all tuned into the storm that you're in. Focus on the fact that Jesus is there and look what Jesus did. Jesus awoke and he told the wind to pipe down, quiet, settle down. The wind ran out of breath. The sea became smooth as glass. See, God's word has the power over your storm. I said, God's word, you need to have God's word speaking into that storm. Instead of you talking about what's going to happen, you're going to drown and all that stuff. What about you begin to speak into that storm, God's word, and it causes things to settle. And then look what Jesus said. I'm reading the Message Bible. Why are you such cowards? Don't you have any faith at all? Now listen, why in the world did Jesus talk like that? That's just rude. Doesn't he know what you just went through? What God just put you through? God's putting me through some stuff, brother. God's putting you through some stuff? God's putting me through. I don't know why. I guess I'm trying to learn a lesson. I don't know what it is. How about this? Don't be a coward. Here's a lesson you might want to try to learn. Hey, when the next time it comes up, why don't you pass the test next time instead of freaking out again and feeling for, sorry for yourself again. How about this time? Don't be such a coward. You ought to put that scripture on your, on your refrigerator. Jesus said, don't be a coward. You don't know what's going to happen. I just don't know what's going to happen. It's, hey, Jesus is in the boat, dude. Get a simple life. Remember, you're not going down. You can't go down. If you're going down, you're going down with him, which means you're going back up. <laughs> Why are you such cowards? I don't want that word from Jesus. You know, I don't want to go down to the altar and Jesus says, Why are you such a coward? 
<laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm concerned that many people, that might be the word you get, which is, hey, man up. Well, I have every reason. People have every reason to get scared. I mean, there was wind and everything. And there was a boat, water in the boat. Brother, we know the boat. We know the ocean. I don't know. I'm stuck at this voice. I'm not going to quit. <laughs> but that's how people talk. You know, getting the self-pity like God did it to us. And then they say, Jesus, why did you do that? Don't you even care about me? Jesus is not like a counselor, like a Christian counselor, like, yes, I understand you're going through some fear right now, but you just need to understand that what you're going through, the Lord is right there with you, and, and he understands your fears. It just doesn't sound like he understands their fears. It sounds like he's rebuking the fire out of them publicly in front of people. He's just like, you're a coward. Your problem is you're a coward. He said, you're formatted with fear when you ought to be formatted with faith. And I don't think of, I'm not feeling sorry for you. Because God feeling sorry for you is not going to change your situation. God doesn't move in your life because he feels sorry for you. God moves in your life because you step up and stop talking about the problem and start talking about the promise. And you start saying, this is what God promised me. This is what God said I could have. And I'm focusing on what God said. Oh, man, I got to finish. Fear is the absolute darkest kind of contamination. Number two, real quick. Fear is a spirit. It must be identified and cast out. Look at somebody and say, I don't want that spirit in my life. There's a scripture that says, where the, where the dead meat is, there will the vultures be gathered. And when you got the dead meat of fear in your life, you're going to attract some wrong spirits. You got the wrong thinking, you're going to attract a wrong spirit. And it is a tormenting experience. I know everybody in this room has experienced fear. And it is an overwhelming, tormenting, torturous experience to be afraid. And it's over in Jesus' name. Come on, say it with me. Say it's over today in Jesus' name. It's like being pregnant. You can't be kind of pregnant. You're either pregnant or not. You're either in faith or you're in fear. You're not in both. I kind of like, you know, the way I do, I kind of do a little bit of both. You can't have both. You can only be a man or a woman of great faith or you're going to be a man or woman of great fear. That's what you're going to be. You choose. This is the way you think. This is what's going on inside of your head. And if you're looking for an excuse to feel sorry or sad or scared, life is about to give you one. If your main goal in life is to justify where you are or to feel good about yourself, you can even blame it on God. But if you want it to change, you got to think different. You are not a victim. You are a victor. You're not going through things. You're about to go over something. You're about to conquer something. God put it in front of you to teach you how to win. <laughs> oh, somebody needs to start playing. Yes, I felt it. 1 John 4, 18, look, look at this. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. Is anybody here done with being tormented? I'm done with it. I'm not going to live a tormented life. I'm not going to live worried. I'm not going to live afraid. I'm not going to live intimidated. I'm done with it. Look at somebody say, I'm done. Done with it. you got to make up your mind. It's a spirit that you're done with. Like depression, you got to be done with that. You got to make up your mind 
this has got to be identified and dealt with. Look at the same scripture in the Message Bible. God is love. When we take up permanent residence in the life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house, becomes at home and mature in us so that we so that we are free of worrying on judgment day. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ. There is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear since fear is crippling. A fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment is one not yet fully formed in love. Now, I want to focus just the last couple of minutes on this. It says, perfect love casts out fear. And some people read it like, yeah, that's true. Perfect love casts out fear. I need the fear cast out, so I'm just going to re- God, receive God's perfect love. And look, that's, that's legit, that you're not receiving God's perfect love if you're still in fear. But let me just propose another way of looking at it. You have to be perfected in love. The word perfect in the Greek just means grown up. You got to grow up in this love. If you're going to love God, you got to walk in faith. You got to get rid of that. You got to say, you know, I'm conquering whatever's in front of me. I'm going to conquer it. It's, it's not just God's love for you. It's your love for God. Did you know that unbelief is an insult to God? That fear is an insult to God. He already told you he's got you. What you afraid about? To grow up in love, to become the friend of God, it is not managing your fear. It's rising above it. Perfect love casts out fear. It means a mature heart that says, I know God's love, and I know who I am, and I know what God promised me, and I'm not about to be afraid. I'm not about to come under that thing. I'm going to cast it right out. Get out of me. Get away from me. Get away from my house. Get away from my family. How many of you have the enemy whispered to your, in your ear while well, one of those crazy commercials, you know, one of those diseases you never heard of, and they say, you got that one right there. Philoslemiomas. And you're like, I think I might have philoslemiomas. Because they've been on TV all day. You start like, wait, I think I do. I start to feel that, I think that dot right there, that's a philoslemiomas. Spot on me. You're teasing, you're laughing, but you know it's true. You're like, I might have that. I think I have that. I feel like I have that. And it's important to cast that out. You're going to have, you're going to format for God, but you're going to have the opportunity, that thing, that spirit's going to try to come back and try to get you thinking like, hey, man, but what about your kids? What about your health? What about your ministry? What about your life? What about your finances? Oh, it was going good, but you know it ain't going to go good forever, is it? Ah! It'll try to get back on you. You have to identify it, and you have to cast it out. You know the word cast out, it means take violent action. I'm going to say it again. Cast out means take violent action. You must, Bible says that if you're perfect love, If you're loving God perfectly and he's in you with that perfect love, then you've got to take action. 
That perfect love takes action. Said, I'm not going to sit here laying around in my car with the radio on thinking about how bad things are about to be. If you're in Christ, you're about to conquer. If you're in Christ, you're about to overcome. If you're in Christ, God's about to do something awesome. I don't care what you've been through. It's not over yet. God's about to finish this thing, and it's going to be an awesome ending for your life. Last point, and we're going to pray. Faith that casts out fear must be cultivated daily. I said there's a natural state of man, just like read a song. You got to have that once again moment. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes. So then faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God. I know you're in church today. You're going to feel so much better after church than when you came. Because why? You got decontaminated. But you know what? You don't have to be in church to get decontaminated. You just go out of your house, make you a little spot somewhere. This is my decontamination spot. That's where I'm going to worship God. That's where I'm going to hear the word. And when I hear the word, faith comes. I get my format again. I'm formatted with faith again. And then I'm going to face the day like a conqueror. And then in the cool of the day, faith's going to come again. This is how I do it. This is how I roll. This is how I live in faith. This is how I live above all the circumstances of the enemy. I begin my day in faith. I end my day in faith. I've made my decision. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a self-discipline. I'm going to rise up. Come on, somebody. You ought to give God. Oh, y'all should be clapping right there. That's, that's the spot right there. Now, I would, uh, let me make it personal with you. Because God makes these things personal. It's not just like spiritual, you know. What is God's promises about your, your health? What did God say? He said, I would above all things that you prosper and be in health like your soul prospers. The Bible says by his stripes. You see the stripes on the back of Jesus, therefore you're healing. The book of Proverbs says, he satisfies my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. God has promises for your body. Don't worry about what you saw on TV or some little crick that you had or some little weird feeling that you had. Don't begin to embrace that as the truth. Embrace the promises of God for your life. You don't have to be afraid because God has promises for your health. Why am I saying that? Because in the morning, I'm not just saying listen to music. And, and, and read a scripture. I'm saying format. Remember, uh, there are five things you need to format. Number one, the health of my body, my personal health. How many want to be healthy? How many know God wants you healthy? Come on, do you believe that? Well, man, you've got to go after that. Number two, your marriage. Your marriage. That means your wife, pray for her. What are you going to pray for? Well, I don't know. But what do you believe in God? I'm, well, if I'm healthy, I want her healthy too. I'm going to believe that we're going to be in love every day of our life. I believe that we're going to be in a romance every day of our life. If I'm asking, I'm asking for everything. Are you with me? I'm, going to, I'm not going to be afraid about my relationship. I'm bringing it to God. I'm formatting my life. I'm formatting what I think about my health. I'm formatting what I think about my relationship. Then I'm going to format what I think about my children. I'm going to call each one. I do. I did this morning. I'm going to call each one of their names. I'm going to call Evan and Leah and all my grandkids. And I'm going to call Becca. Her birthday was yesterday, by the way. I called Becca and Chris and Jackson. I called their name out. So I don't have to worry because I'm formatting. I'm going to format. I'm going to call. The, I know what God promised me about my family. 
My family raises up generations for Jesus. They're not just saved. They're making disciples. They're conquering nations. Because God promised me, I'm going to declare the promise over them. And and about my ministry. I'm not worried about my ministry. I'm not worried about it. I don't have to carry that. I'm just going to believe God for it. And I'm going to come into faith about it. And God's going to make it happen. Are you with me? I'm not going to live in fear about the thing that God called me to do. I'm going to enter into it by faith. What about my job? What about my finances? I'm not worried about finances. God's got it. See, when I say that, those five things, that's what it means to come into faith, to format. It's not just saying in the heaven, a little Bible study, listen to the radio on the way to church. Nothing wrong with that. you got to format. God say, tell me what you believe, man. Tell me what you believe about yourself. What about your body? Tell me what you believe. Tell me what you believe about your marriage. Tell me what you believe about your children. This is a covenant relationship. You bring some faith, I'll bring the power. You bring the faith, I'll bring the power. This is our agreement. You got to bring me something. I'm about to format the way you think. I'm about to format what you see. I'm going to begin to cause things that you believe to be attracted to your life. Are you with me? Are you with me? Today we're going to just have a little ministry time. If you don't mind, just stand up with me. See, Jesus didn't make Christians. Jesus made disciples. To be free, you got to be a disciple. Listen to what I'm saying to you. You want to be free from that torment? Here's the, here's the secret. You got to stop sleeping late and getting up at the last second. I can't get up. You can't get up. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and self-discipline. You can. You can. You just don't want to. Just admit it and repent. (laughs) You know what's real. You can. People do what they want to do. Jesus made disciples, discipline learners, meaning if you want to live a life free of fear, you're going to have to be disciplined, which means you don't have to be super disciple, but you do have to get up and have your time with God. Like, like Reda, he came all the way from Canada, sang that song, just so you would get what I'm trying to say. You got to, once again, every time, say, My, I got to format this thing again. Before you go to bed, turn the TV off, take some moments with God, and begin to thank God for all that he did. Right? You say, well, that's not a big, it's not a big thing, but I'll tell you something. It'll change the way you think. It'll change the way you feel. It'll change what's being attracted to your life. So if you don't mind, just lift up your hands. And we're going to just, I like to repent because the word repent means change your mind. It means stop thinking that way. You can change your mind. You don't have to think all those excuses and the way you've been thinking. You can think different. You don't have to live under fear. Come on, just repent. Just say, Father, in Jesus' name, I repent for having a passive state of mind, for choosing passivity. For allowing fear to format my brain, I repent and I declare today it changes. Your word is going to format my brain and I'm going to live in the promises of God. And I'm going to live in the freedom that what he promised, he is able to do it. I declare now, I repent of fear. I renounce fear and I speak the fear in Jesus' name. And I say, get out of my life. Come on, say, get out of my mind. Get out of my family. Get out of my church. Get out of my nation. In the name of Jesus, I choose the life of faith. 
Now with your hands lifted, that junk is leaving your life at the cross of Jesus. Before the cross of Jesus right now, every fear, all that torment, all that worry, let it go. It's leaving you now. Don't worry about it. Just like those young people said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. God's got it. God's got it. God's got it. It's leaving you. Come on. Come on. Even just declare it. Say, it leaves me right now and goes to the cross. Every fear, every worry leaves my body now. Leaves my mind now. And it's absorbed by the cross of Jesus. I release it from my life. Never to accept it again. Come on, make one more declare, declaration. We say, I receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. The Lord of my thinking. The Lord of my body. The Lord of my marriage. The Lord of my children. And the Lord of my house. And I receive the truth that the life of strong faith is the only choice to live free from the contamination of fear. Today, I declare, as for me and my house, we choose the life of faith. Come on, say it like you mean it. As for me and my house, we choose Jesus. And we choose every day, in the cool of the day, we choose the promise of God. We choose the power of God. We choose the provision of God. We choose to live for the glory of God. Come on, just one more minute. Just lift your hands and just see love for a minute. No more fear. Come on. Fear is uprooting. I can feel it. Fear is uprooting. Don't worry about that money. Don't worry about sickness. Don't worry about your kids. God is moving in their life. The seeds you sowed in them, they're coming up. They're coming up. You're like the farmer over those seeds. You're going to water those seeds. You're going to water them with faith. You're not going to water them with words of fear and worry and anger and, and disappointment. But you're going to water those seeds with the faith and the tears of faith. Come on. Come on, right now, you can feel fear is leaving you. Let it go. 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 Come on, now just with your hands lifted, say, Lord, I receive back all that energy that I surrendered to fear. I receive that energy, that strength, that zeal. I receive it back into my life. I choose to walk, talk, and think like Jesus. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody said, come on, give God a shout if you believe it. All right, have a great day, everybody.